0: I'm feeling led since Pastor got us started on finances because the Holy Ghost this morning gave me something. I kind of debated on doing it this morning, but the Holy Ghost this morning gave me something about finances, and I think I'll just go ahead and give that because that's the flow that we seem to be in. Amen. But I want to tell you one of the things that the Lord, and I told you all these things in church, but I want to remind you of them, but uh, it wasn't too long ago um, that uh, we were in the prayer room. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, we were praying, I don't even know what we were praying about, but it was before a service, and I heard the Lord say, money, money everywhere. And so, uh, and that came to me. And then, uh, one night in Cottondale, we were, on Tuesday night, we were there, and, uh, right before, as we were finishing up singing, heard the Holy Spirit say, um, say, say, money is moving, and those that call for it'll get it. Hallelujah. So you be be sure you need to be one of those ones that are calling for the harvest. Amen. And you have a right to your harvest. If you have sown seed, every farmer knows when he sows his field that that's his crop. He doesn't say, well, I wonder if I have the right to go put my stripper in that field, my cotton stripper. He says, I don't wonder if I have the right to go put my combine in that field. I mean, he knows that's his harvest. And you have a harvest. And and, and it's been several months ago, the Lord said to me, and these were all things that I believe caused this, this financial blessing to come to us because um, we'd sown much seed. But he gave the Lord gave us some things that spurred us on in our believing and made us get more bold in our harvesting. One of the things he told me is the angels know where your harvest is, go tell them to go find it. And the angels know where yours is. And so to tell the angels to go find your harvest, those are things that the Lord had been given, given us about, uh, a seed time and harvest. And, um, uh, that night that it was very significant. All of it just flowed together. Um, brother Ross talked to two things happened on Monday night before the, um, uh, on Tuesday night, it is a miracle that Colin didn't throw it away because they've been getting mail from from us um, for quite some time. And I guess the people that lived there three years before got our mail. I don't know why. I mean, we left a forwarding address, but I guess some things they just don't forward or something. But it looks like they would have. Anyway, Anyway, so but Colin and Chris have been getting a lot of mail and they just throw it away. And, uh, but for some, you know, the Holy Spirit, man, I had to sow a big seed just to get you to bring that envelope. I was having to, it took up just to bring that envelope in, uh, to church that night. And, um, uh, but, um, uh, and like pastor said, we had not talked to these people in five years, hadn't seen them. And since we hadn't seen her and I don't know how many years, but we saw her right before him, right before we left Seminole, cause they used to live there. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, but, um, uh, Kind of broke my train of thought there, but oh, two things on Monday night that was significant is uh, when people were bringing offerings up to the front. I it was like, the Lord was saying to me, "Wait until, wait until it's the right time." wait until it's the right time. He was saying that inside of me and brother Ross said, you're in the middle of a miracle. And it just went out of me. I mean, it's like, yes. And I just went, that was right then. I knew when he said, you're in the middle of a miracle that I had to put it in. And then another thing the Lord led me to do is, um, he, he led us. And two months ago, he had told me to sew a certain thing in my life, certain personal item. And, uh, that was about one of the few things I had worth anything. And, uh, so, uh, He led me, he had spoken to me to sow it, and I had said yes, but I just never had the unction to follow through on it. And Monday night, when Brother Ross preached about sowing that breakthrough seed, that night on Monday night, I went and said, and and definitely Uh, made the transaction of sowing that seed. And so, praise God, the next night, hallelujah, right in the middle of a miracle, hallelujah, you get that blessing. But I wanted to talk tonight a little bit uh, about, because the Lord gave me this this morning, about the miracle of seed faith. Um, Back in uh, 19... 77. In 1976, up until that time, I, we married in 73. and 76, I was pregnant with Colin, and, uh, and I had worked up until that time. And when I was pregnant with him, I quit work and uh, going to stay home with the baby and all that. And so I quit before he was born. And when I did, I started watching uh, PTL because my mama and my granny watched PTL. Of course, they got up and watched it at five or six in the morning or something, but I couldn't do that. So I had to wait till I could stay home, and then I think it came on again at 9 or 9.30 or 10 or something like that. So I started watching PTL, and I praise God for PTL. I mean, I know things went wrong concerning PTL, but boy, I tell you, PTL helped us get over into the things of faith and the things of uh, the Spirit-filled side of life. Uh, They were part of the Part of the people that God used was PTL Club. And if y'all remember that, that was Jim Baker. And uh, Jim Baker's now in Branson. We saw that he was doing a show in Branson. We didn't go see it when we were up there. And the problem with Jim Baker is um, not that he messed up and did wrong. The problem with Jim Baker is this. He's got one problem, and that's this. And that's that because he had a problem, he changed his doctrine. You don't ever change your doctrine based on your circumstances. And he's changed his whole doctrine based on the fact that he had a problem and had a situation come up financially. He was on the right track. He was on the right track. I mean, he did make some wrong decisions, but he was on the right track of sowing seed, believing God, believing for prosperity. And he changed his doctrine, and now he renounces all that stuff. So don't ever change your doctrine about healing or about anything just because you got a problem. Don't only change your doctrine because somebody proves to you in the Word or the Holy Ghost shows you in the Word that that something is not true or that you've been believing wrong. Hallelujah. And so that's his only problem, so we solved that one. And <laughs> we've solved that. But anyway, <clears throat> in 1977, I heard Brother Oral Roberts, never heard him before, I didn't know. I mean, I knew who he was, but my family didn't grow up respecting or listening to things like that. We were in a whole different world than Brother Oral in his tent meetings. We were just walking in a whole different realm. Um, you know, people are like that now. We wonder how come they don't know what God's doing. They're just not even walking in that realm. They're not even, you know, thinking and that's how we were. And even though we were Baptist Christians. And so, uh, uh, but I didn't know anything about Brother Oral and heard him on PTL Club talking about the miracle of seed faith. Never in my life, whole time in the Baptist church, ever heard anybody say anything about sowing a seed. And yet that's what the whole kingdom is based on. Mark chapter 4, Jesus said, if you understand this parable, It's the parable of all parables of the sower sows the word, the sower sows the seed. This is the parable of all parables. This is what makes everything else work. And so, but never had anybody ever said anything about it. And so I was inspired. And so that day I wrote a $15 check to PTL Club went in and wrote a check to the PTL club for $15 and began to get correspondence from them, as you would, you know. And, uh, and of course, they sent us uh, back things. And I would send them $15 every month then from then on or for a while. And, uh, and they asked if I had any prayer requests. And at one point, somewhere between 1977 and 1980, I put down, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I'd heard Granny talk about it, Granny Hicksie. And boy, they sent back books and stuff and everything. Which, so they read their prayer requests, but I didn't read the books. I just, you know, put them over on the shelf. <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, God was still helping me. He was helping us get there. Amen. Read them after I got filled with the Spirit. So anyway, but I saw this, uh, and we had a big need in our life. We were farmers with debt anybody james understands farmers with debt hallelujah and we were farmers with big debt <laughs> big debt i mean 1977 you know a hundred thousand dollars was more than a hundred thousand dollars is now and um, i'm sure we had that much and more in debt uh, but uh yeah because we lost five fifty five thousand or something the first year we farmed and uh <clears throat> But anyway, so we were so I was sowing this seed, the miracle of seed faith. So turn to Galatians chapter six, verse seven. I'll give you this real quickly, because I, you know, here's my thinking, and here's what the Holy Ghost was ministering to me this morning. Is you know, there's a whole bunch of people in in the body of Christ that still don't know about seed faith because Brother Oral's not preaching out like he used to. He's older, and he's not out preaching like he used to. And so there's a lot of people. Don't know about seed faith. Don't know about the miracle of seed faith. A lot of people in churches not sowing seed. And not not not. Uh, and if they are, not maybe going through some of the steps of faith they need to. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And you know, most of the time we get on the negative side of this scripture. And we, you know, we'll tell our kids. I'm sure I told Colin, you're going to reap what you sowed, you know. Getting on the negative side of it. Not meaning he was going to get blessed, you know. Meaning you, you know, you give your mama trouble, and you're, you know, you're going to reap it one day. And not a lot of times we look at that scripture as negative, and and say, man, they're going to reap. And that's true that there is a reaping what you sow. But I think God wants to look at us to see the miracle side. it's such a miracle that you can take what you have. And make it a seed. Amen. And you can reap something that you want. Seed faith is letting go of something you have been given, letting go of something you have been given to create something you have been promised. Letting go of something you have been given to create something you have been promised. Got that? Seed faith is using something you have to create something you want. And I'll just tell you, just as way of testimony, everything we've ever gone to do, God has led us to sow a seed. I remember we wanted to sell a house in Seminole. And so we said, well, what can we sow? And we raked together, I think it was $100 is all we could come up with to sow. But we sowed that seed for God to supernaturally sell that house in Seminole. Every time we've ever sold a house, every time we've ever bought a house, cars, we've always had a seed that we sowed. And we uh, we, uh, we attached uh, faith to that. <coughs> your seed is what blesses another. When you sow a seed, it's going to bless somebody else. But your harvest is what blesses you. Amen. And if you want to get blessed by a harvest, you're going to have to bless somebody else with your seed. Amen. Uh, seed. Your seed is the only exit you have from your present. You're going to be at the same place five years from now that you are now if you don't sow a seed. And you know, uh, that's why the poor stay poor. is because they hoard and hang on to what they have. They eat their seed. Every time money comes to you, part of it needs to be seed so that you can get the next harvest it may you know that that little extra that comes in above what you had a need for that's the seed to plant for the next harvest for what you need <clears throat> it's the only exit from your present it's the, the your seed is the only door to your future your seed is the bridge into the world you dream about i used to have a little postcard on my bulletin board when i was a teenager and the bank had given them out and it had, and it was um, and it said wishing won't make it so and it had a cat with looking in a goldfish bowl and it said wishing won't make it so wishing won't make it so in the body of Christ either in the kingdom of God you have to sow a seed it's your it's the bridge into the world you dream about your seed you know how the way it's your way out of debt you will not save your way out of debt you have to give your way out of debt. And we've proved that. We've done it two or three times. Giving our way out. And, and through circumstances, through situations that come into our lives, got back there and then gave our way back out. Praise God. Amen. Galatians, oh, we read Galatians 6, 7. Let me give you some steps here. and I don't, it is, uh, First of all, um, carefully choose your seed. Carefully choose your seed, and always attach faith to your seed in church when we're giving, and you're giving that seed. maybe something maybe you gave the same amount on on Sunday night that you did on Sunday morning, but be sure that you attach faith to your seed. See faith is what we wrap around our seed. It's like making those little pigs in the blanket. Where you put the little hot dog in the middle and you wrap the you wrap that weenie with that biscuit you got to take that seed and wrap your faith around that seed Amen. hallelujah and that way you're it's 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 going to produce something if you wrap faith around it you know they treat cotton seed they treat you can 't go buy cotton seed and then eat the stuff because they 've treated it they've wrapped some stuff around it they've treated that corn seed you can 't go buy corn seed and then cook it. No, because they've treated it, and they wrap some stuff around it, and that's what we do is we wrap our faith around every seed we sow. Amen? Um, Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at something about that, about faith. There's something kind of God just showed me this week and made me help me see it even more clearly. Hebrews eleven one he says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." The Holy Spirit said it to me this way this week. He said, "Now faith is the substitute for things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." And I and because I, I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about uh, somebody buying a motor home, and I was thinking about. How they just go out and pay cash money for it. And I thought, you know, you don't have, when you have cash money, no need to use your faith. No need to use faith. If you need a car and you got the cash, don't have to use faith. Now, you want to believe God to pick the right, make the right choice and everything and use wisdom and what you select, but no need for faith. You already have that substance. You are, you have it, but when you don't have the cash, say when I, the cash. when I don't have the cash faith is your substitute. It's a substitute for cash. Faith is your substitute. When you want something or need something and you don't have cash, what do you substitute? Faith, that don't mean write a hot check now. I ain't talking about that. <laughs> No, it means you take faith and you begin to speak and call and declare and say, I have my new car. You're substituting faith in the spot where you'd normally just go take the cash. You're putting faith in that spot where you'd normally just go take the cash. And you're saying, okay, I can substitute. I don't have the cash for a new dress and I need a new dress. Well, what can I do? I can make a substitution. I can take my faith. And I can get this new dress with my faith just like I could go get it with cash. Amen? So we take our seed, we sow our seed, and we wrap our faith around it. And it's our substitute. When my seed, see, because my seed, I don't need to sow a seed if I've got enough cash. But when I don't have enough cash, I need to take that little what I have so God can make it bigger and plant it. Amen. Because I can't do much with a dollar downtown, can you? How many of you know can't do much with a dollar? But you can't even, you know, it's going to take more than that to have a to have the junior bacon cheeseburger because they're going to charge you check chat tax. Couldn't say that. It's going to take more than that, hour, and you're going to have to drink water at that. <laughs> How long? And you know, some places they won't charge for water anymore. Can you believe that? You may even go to one of those places that charges for water. But anyway, we wrap our faith around that seed. And so, uh, and we sow it into good ground. Hallelujah. We sow our, our seed into good ground. Number four, we water, we water our seed two ways. Two ways to water your seed. There's only two ways to water your seed. One of them is speaking to it. Keeps it watered, and continuing to sow keeps it watered. Continuing to sow. Hallelujah. you? You know I, I'm. You got to start where you're at, but if you're believing for a house that costs two hundred thousand dollars, and you sow a dollar, and that's all you've got, well, bless God. But you're probably going to have to water it with some other seeds. Sometimes you have to sow a seed to get the seed to sow. To get to the place where you need to go. Amen. You sow a seed, you sow your dollar to get five dollars. So you can sow five dollars to get fifty to sow. So you can get fifty to get a hundred to sow. So you can get a hundred to get a thousand to sow. y'all got y'all following? Okay. So there are two ways to water seed, and you have to keep watering your seed. A lot of people just let their seed die. They sow it and then they don't do anything else. And they just let their seed die. Hallelujah. And then number five, you harvest with your mouth. You harvest with your mouth. You harvest your seed with your mouth. This is the sickle. You put the sickle in. And you harvest with your mouth. You do it by saying, money cometh to me now. You do it by saying, angels, you go forth and cause the finances that I need to come. You believe for $1,000. Angels, you know where my harvest is. You go, you cause my $1,000 to come. Lord. And you do it by thanksgiving and rejoicing. Lord, thank you for my $1,000. I'm just rejoicing. I just thank you that I have it. Amen. And then you'll have one day, you'll be thanking God by faith. You'll be just speaking those words, knowing in your heart that you've sown and knowing in your heart that 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 the seed always works. But you'll be thanking him one day and just or not even thinking about it one day, and all of a sudden you'll have just this overwhelming knowing this sense of it where it's just like you could just go out and and a lot of times it comes to me by a sound or smell. I know one time I was believing for a car, and uh, I'd been thanking him for my car just every time I thought of it, Thank you, Lord, for my car. And one day I was just doing, I don't know, whatever, praying, and all of a sudden I just got this new car smell. Ooh, that thing just, you know, I just had that in my, and I thought, oh, well, it's here now. (laughs) Amen. You just knew. And one time when Pastor was believing for a motorcycle, I was praying and I heard, You know how when they do that and start it with that Kickstarter or whatever it's called. Anyway, I heard that, And I thought, I just heard that praying, and I thought, oh, well, it's here now. Move, clear the garage out. Move stuff over. You'll get that because you've been thanking Him. You've been harvesting. Hallelujah. Or maybe you'll just get a word or something, or I don't know, maybe just a stirring or something, or confidence, just a bold confidence will rise up in you. Amen. And then um, another thing uh, in harvesting with your mouth is uh, binding the devil. I mean, we don't go around binding him all the time. He's not much problem. But if you have an unction, just, I bind you, devil, for my harvest. You're not touching my harvest. You stay off my seed. Stay off my harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's how you, that's how you get into the miracle flow of the miracle of seed faith. And you know don't just sow attach something to it believe for something even if you don't need anything but if you sow a thousand you believe for 5000 that you can give to Russian missions God wants you to believe him for something it doesn't always have to be something for you amen it doesn't hurt for it to be sometimes something for you hallelujah God wants to be a demonstration through you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's it. You want, here. you want to say something else? Hallelujah. You want to speak? J- James, you got something? Hallelujah. Well, we're going to sow a seed. How are we going to do that? You want to speak?
1: I want to just tell you about my car testimony. I'm... Had been for months just believing God, just for a breakthrough. And I was driving that Acura, and I owed $10,000 on it. It had 90,000 miles on it because um, I commute to work. And I said, God, we got to do something. Either you need to pay this off, or we got to give me a new car. You know, so <clears throat> I just I was just open. I said, you know, and really honest, I looked at my heart, and there was no car that I wanted. I mean, there was just not, you could have said, Karen, what do you want? And I was just like, I don't know. I wanted a new Acura, the two-door, but they, they discontinued it. So I said, okay, you know, God, we got to do something. And so I was just sowing my seed. And every time God, whatever he told me to give, whatever it was, if it was a dollar, I gave the dollar. If it was a hundred dollars, I gave the hundred. You know, it was just whatever he told me to do. And I'd get up and I'd be praying. And I spent months praying that people don't know about. I mean, it was, everybody looks at me like, oh, you got a new car, but you just don't know the months I spent praying, God, you know, thank you for the next step. God, I got a breakthrough. You're going to show me what to do. And so one day I was praying and God said, go to Townsend Ford. So I said, okay, it's, it's time, you know? And I said, Ford, God, I drive an Acura. You know, I mean? You know I mean, I really said this to him. I said, Ford. And so I was just like, okay, you know, I guess I wasn't too excited. I said, okay. And so I, I, I went about my day. I mean, I didn't just jump up and go to Ford. I went, and I went to the bookstore, and then I took my time, and I finally got to Townsend Ford, and when I got to Townsend Ford, there was this guy. He came out to greet me, and he said, man, what do you want? And I said, sir, I'm here because God told me to come. <laughs> I said, sir, I, honestly, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and so he said, so then he started naming Ford cars, and if you have a Ford car... No offense. But, you know, he started naming Ford cars. And I said, well, I don't want a Ford car. You know, so he said, so he started naming SUVs. And I said, well, I I guess it's going to have to be an SUV. You know, if we're going to go with Ford, uh, it's going to have to be an SUV. So then he started going to an escape. I said, that's too small. So then he went to an explorer, and he went, and I was believing God. My dad has been on me for months and months and months, and he's been saying, "Karen, you gotta go get a new car. Karen, you need to go get a new car." And I'm like, "Dad, are you gonna help me with the car?" No. He's like, "No." I'm like, "Well, you can wait (laughs) then." So I'm like, "Dad, you can calm down, you know." So he's been for months. Karen, I want you in a new car. Karen, I want you in a new car, and I've just been like, "Oh, you know." And so I went, and I actually he said he said, "Well, we got these used cars over here, but the guy said, you know, it'll be better for you with the deals we got now. I can get you in a brand new car for the same price." So I said, you, you're talking faith here. You know, I said, you're talking good. So we so we started looking at a new car. I never looked at a used car. We started looking at new cars. Well, I had never had a, a new car in my life. So this was a big step, you know. And so I I went and I looked at it, and he let me test drive it. And I drove it home that spent the night, drove it home, you know, and it just I said, okay, guys, you gotta, now you gotta do something, you know, because I want this car, but I want it in my price range. So you gotta do something do something. And so I took it back to him, gave him the keys. He tried to put this condemnation on me. You know, you got this 99 car, you got 9,000 miles on it. You owe $10,000. You know, you need to give it to us. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait. So the Monday, I went to town and country in Bessemer. And when I went to town and country, I met this guy. And Myronie Lynn actually told me to go up there. And I met this guy. And it was just such a supernatural transaction of how the guy worked it out for me. And I didn't have to sweat. I didn't have to God just got, months ahead, he had prepared that. And it was just so easy for me to do it because of the seed I had sown. I went in there, no down payment. Oh, and $10,000 on a car that was only worth 5000 probably. And they got me out of that car, and my payment didn't go up a whole lot. And so just, you know, s- sowing your seed really does work. You just hold on to it, and God is working it out now. Just, you just don't know what's down the road. So sow the seed. It, it really does work.
2: You're in the middle of a miracle. To tag along to that testimony, Um, I got really blessed during the camp meeting, um, especially on Monday night when um, Ross Robert was talking about seed time and harvest. And uh, um, I'm the kind of person, I don't balance my checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) I don't balance my checkbook. I need to, I'm confessing my faults. I don't balance my checkbook, but I keep a running tab in the back of my head. (laughs) And um, and I remember that early that day, early that day on Monday, I was praying about, you know, the song service. And, and before I left the house, God told me, he said, I will right, well, um, get your checkbook and bring it with you. Because I, I don't write checks. I don't like to write checks. I just don't. I like to use plastic. It's just my friend. And so I got my checkbook out and I brought it to church with me that night. And so um I think I had like $60 left. You say, you know I say? I think, <laughs> I think I had like $60 in my banking account or something like that. So I, I decided that I was going to give $30 in the offering. I, I don't even really know why. That's just what I had in my heart to give for the, just the offering. So I had already written that check out. And Ross was in the middle and he was talking about giving and he was throwing money. And, and I put my checkbook to the side and then it's like, just a flash. It's like maybe, have you ever had somebody um, take a picture of you and you felt the flash? That's what it felt like. And I knew that I was supposed to write another check for $30. And at that moment, I got up, threw it down, didn't think nothing of it. Well, at the end of that service, a lady came up to me and she said, I've been knowing that I was supposed to give you something all week. But she said, when you put that seed down, I knew that I was supposed to give it to you. And I had several people to come up to me that night, just like that. By the end of that night, I had five times what I sowed. It was prepared before I sowed it. So God knows your heart. He knows what you're going to do. And so if you prepare and you just obey this those times. I've I've experienced more harvest when Miss Debbie was talking about when you're in the middle of your miracle, when you're at that moment where you just you know it's supposed to go, you know. I've just been there. So that's that's my that's my testimony.
3: Hallelujah. Mine's not as good. I mean, the end result is good, but um my testimony is um I had a little fender bender it wasn't my fault somebody hit me but at the time i didn't have insurance and it had just like lapsed like five days before that so my fault i could have paid it but anyway um so um i had to show up in court friday and um i had talked to miss debbie about it she said that she would believe god with me for uh you know favor that um, I could work the ticket off, because it's like a $300 ticket, that I could work the ticket off and work at the thrift store where my sister works at the Salvation Army. So anyway, that's what I was believing God for. And uh, during the camp meetings, Ross Roberts came up to me and he said, uh, I don't know the scripture for this. He didn't say, but uh, I'm sure you do. He said, you need to believe God for the double, he said, because you work here at the church. He said, I tell all my ushers and everybody that works at the church in the ministry to believe God for the double. So, anyway, I went to court Friday, Friday morning. And um, when I got up there, um, he said, uh, uh, Is this your only ticket? And I said, Yes. He said, Well, um, I'm going to dismiss it. And waive all Hallelujah. court costs. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory <laughs> to God. <Amen. laughs> oh, I, I just wanted to... Uh, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Ms. David, but While you were talking tonight, a scripture has really been... Um, I've been meditating on this scripture. And it's the one in Matthew, where uh, Matthew 14, where Jesus um bless the bread and the fish you know and that's that's all they had he he blessed what god had you know he blessed what they had there and and it was multiplied he blessed what they literally had and thanked god for it and it was multiplied he multiplied what they had
0: praise god
3: in the middle of a miracle In the middle?
0: yeah. You're limited to
2: one time. I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. I can't help it. Um, I was just thinking about something the other day. Harvest, you know, yesterday. Um, God just stirred me up to, um, you know, believe God for over and above. If you've been doing the same thing or if, if you do something and you expect a certain return for it, expect more. You know, I did something for a friend yesterday, and um, I'll tell you what it was. They were, um, they needed some costumes for, you know, uh, for a show they're about to do. And so she wanted me to just, you know, tack some fringe onto the this, this size of pants, and so I did that. I just took the time. You know, I had some time yesterday, and I did it. And uh, it was about four pairs of pants. And it didn't take me any time. It was, I enjoyed doing it, you know. And she says, well, let me give you something for it. And I'm thinking, okay, she's going to give me a $5 bill, a $10 bill, a $20 bill. I wasn't even in faith about it. She pulls out a $100 bill. She pulls out a $100 bill. And she says, well, I, you know, and I, I, I almost kicked in and said no no but then I I, for, I forgot you know faith we gotta we gotta receive it so I took it and I, and I thank God I'm I, I feel like everyone in here as a result of these camp meetings have just come up to another level you're gonna start receiving double triple for whatever you've been doing in the past you know so God is good
4: I've had uh, a couple things happen to me recently that were a blessing. Uh, I was not too familiar with payroll taxes and things like that. And you can, if you're not familiar with it, you can get in a mess pretty quick. And the first thing that happened was um, if your deposits, you know, you withhold money from people's checks and. Then you add 7.65% and that's your deposit. And if it's, if it's under a certain amount, you can do that, uh, by the end of the f- next month. In other words, for July, it has to be in by the end of August. But if it's over a certain amount, it has to be in by the 15th of the following month. And, um, it's the kind of deal, then this is the part that I didn't know that if it ever goes over one time, you're forever in that bracket. And so, I just assumed that I went over one time. I'm I'm still a little guy. I can do well. It. They sent me a real nasty letter. The IRS did, <laughs> and the penalty was going to be around a thousand dollars that they were going to impose on me. And uh, so I called the CPA, and my CPA is I need a new CPA. I know a lot as much as them on a lot of things but uh she said just the only thing you can do is ask for mercy you know so i got in there and just prayed about it and wrote a nice letter and said look i'm i'm sorry it was was a mistake i'm i'm guilty you know i was late making my deposit you know didn't make an excuse you know just you know and they sent me a letter from utah the irs service center did saying we're forgiving your penalty and uh, you, and then two weeks ago, the state of Alabama, I filed some forms with them for some state unemployment, and they sent me a check for $450 back and said, according to our calculations, you don't owe us this. If, if you want to dispute that, then you can... <laughs> I, I shredded that letter. <laughs> And voided that check, and 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 that was it. So, amen. amen. So, a lot of times, you know, God blesses you um by giving you money, but He also saves you money, you know, because amen. that's that's almost fifteen hundred dollars that didn't have to go out. Amen. Praise God.
1: amen. Amen.
4: That's awesome. You know, that's really a
0: important point that people a lot of times don't do but I mean you don't know how many times me and pastor have gone humbled ourselves begged wrote letters uh, uh, I don't know what all and gotten people to reverse things and change things and you know and it works I mean you, we, we got in faith about it and we prayed and we asked God for mercy and if we were guilty we repented and sometimes you know you're it's not necessarily something guilt but just and then go in there and ask people to do things, ask people to refund things, ask people to waive charges, yes. you know, and. Uh, <laughs> Those are
3: just
0: easy. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean. I think so, Pam.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: I think so, Pam. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <It is. laughs> (laughs) yeah amen praise God I mean and even like you know the sale was off yesterday I've said well can't y'all I don't live here I've you know I don't live here and couldn't you give me the? yeah we can give you the sale price today and you know hallelujah praise God anybody else before we dismiss or how are we going to take that offering up oh just just throw it, just throw it, up. let's throw it at the wall, How? No, like Ross Roberts did. If you want to throw an offering up, I'll tell you about the honey hole. Monday night, this was a honey hole. Mac, I, I, how did I learn about honey holes? I'd never heard that term. But Alice Maxwell, the realtor here in town, about five years ago, she was at our house and, and we was talking to her about some real estate stuff. And she told us about Mallard Creek over there. Merganser Place was the name of the street. And they were building a bunch of houses on Merganser Place. And she said, I've sold so many houses in Merganser Place. That's my little honey hole. And I, ever since then, I've known about honey holes. And you know, Monday night, that that was a honey hole. Right. Hallelujah. And I believe it's a honey hole tonight. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you want to sow something, you do. If you don't, well, hallelujah.